Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Fit and Free with AIM. I have a huge smile on my face today. I'm really G'd up to talk about this topic, which is the mental side of getting thick. And the reason why I thought it was a good idea to do a podcast on this topic was because I actually got this question from a current client of mine who has had quite significant issues with restricting her food intake and over-exercising. And she's come to work with me to engage in a extended maintenance phase get stronger, build some muscle, and who knows, you know, maybe a surplus phase might be in her future. But before we get into the episode today, I thought I would give you guys a little bit of an update on my comp prep. So if you don't want to hear about that, you can skip forward. But I think I am like 20, I don't know, 28 days in or something like that. Um, It's almost four weeks. It'll be four weeks on Sunday. So not, not just 28 days yet. But been cracking along really, really well. It's been very interesting to see my own um, data is kind of like clockwork, uh, which is a little bit, is it surprising? It's kind of surprising. But then also when I look at my own adherence, compliance, and how this is getting into comp prep is actually not very much of a change for me at all. It does make sense that things are going really, really smoothly. Um, very, very low stress. I have amazing sleep. Um, everything in life is pretty damn good. So it, I don't have any like um, really big obstacles that are getting the getting in the way of physique progress. So it's actually a really, really good year for me to be pursuing my comp prep. But we've just been going along at I think it's about a twenty percent deficit. Uh, I will be doing a YouTube, I promise, I promise, I promise, I will be doing a YouTube video to update you on exactly what those percentages are. I don't want to give like exact numbers, but I, I'm happy to give percentages. I think in terms of, you know, just for people who are interested, the percentage deficit is much more um, useful to hear rather than my actual macros because you, like macros to, to people who don't know all my stats mean nothing. But like a percentage deficit, like how aggressive we're going and those kinds of things are much more applicable. So I'd rather I'd rather discuss that. But I actually didn't think I was going to be getting any like refeeds or anything like that soon. But uh, very, very well timed. My coach has decided to give me a refeed um, this weekend and it just happens to, to be the weekend that. I'm going to one of my clients, one of my friend's wedding. So it's like perfectly timed, but that will be a two day refeed over the weekend. And then uh, he said, we'll, you know, push a diet break out a little while. So I don't really feel the the need for it. Uh, It doesn't really matter what I feel, to be honest with you. I'm just leaving all of the strategic decisions in my coach's hands. Like I said, I feel great. So there's, yeah. 
I'm just business as usual doing exactly what he asks me to do. Alrighty, let us get into the episode. So we're talking about intentionally gaining weight. And whilst this could be a recovery or a health thing, uh, it could also be to do with potentially coming out of a deficit and gaining a little bit of scale weight, even though you're at maintenance, just in terms of like food volume and glycogen stores and those sorts of things, we can see scale weight increase initially, or it even could be getting jacked and in a growth phase. So really, really specifically turning the dials up on on growing and really significantly intentionally gaining kilos uh, and kilos of body weight. So we're talking about all of those three things. And I was actually speaking to one of my clients tonight and I just sort of said, you know, you've done this before. We've done this together. What were the struggles that you faced uh, during during a deficit phase, uh, sorry, a growth phase? And her struggles were similar to some of the ones that I've had as well. And I think I just wanted to reiterate that none of this is particularly... I mean, it's not it's not exactly hard, but none of it's like particularly easy for me in that I don't have concerns or doubts or fears or days where things feel uncomfortable. I think the difference for me and while it can feel easy sometimes for myself is just well, like I've done it before. But even the first time, it's just that I, I have faith. And I know that it's going to work because of all the, the experience I've had, the you know what I've read, and also once you hit rock bottom, there is no other way for you to go. It's like you have no choice, and because of that, you do the thing that you need to do once and for all, and you realize it's nowhere near as scary as you thought. Okay, so my client yesterday was saying her struggles particularly are like you know for her the eating is the easy part. This isn't for everyone, so uh, I I got a bit of diet for. T- uh, diet, I guess, food fatigue. Um, You know, we can use the word diet interchangeably with just like, just what is your everyday diet or diet could mean being in a deficit. But um, with the food, sometimes it can get a bit much having to constantly eat, even though you're full and some digestive yuckiness and lethargy and those sorts of things. So that can come up for some people. Um, She said the eating properly part is hard, which I also agree to because you've just got so many calories to consume, it can be pretty challenging eating high volume foods. So your veggies, your fruits, those sorts of things. You're just like, oh, you know, let me get this food in the easiest way possible with more calorie dense foods. And it is really important that we do still pay attention to our micronutrient intake when we're in a surplus. Then the other one that she said, which I, I def, this is probably one of the things that I've, I struggled with most out of all of them, was the feeling like you've lost all your gains. And this, this takes place just because of the increase in body fat. So when we're lean, we're actually going to look more jacked just because we're lean and you can see the muscle mass more easily. When we're in the depths of a growth phase, you, everything softens out, the lines are gone. And you don't really see any changes like centimeters aren't really going up at enormous rates, especially for women who aren't assisted, who aren't taking performance enhancing drugs. Um, You might be getting, you know, you you hopefully be getting bigger over time, but it's pretty slow and it doesn't necessarily look like muscle mass, right? It's just like, well, everything like my clothes are getting a bit tighter. So I'll talk you through the specific 
progress tracking markers we can use to be confident in the process that we are actually gaining muscle mass and not just body fat. But there are a few of her concerns. I had similar concerns. If you've done this, you've probably had the same concerns as well. So I've got, I think, four or five, maybe five, five, actually six points <laughs> to talk about in relation to this topic. I also have the very last one, if you're a coach, to stick around for the very last one, because the very last one is very specific to two female coaches in the industry wanting to get into growth phases and just some like, not imposter syndrome, but sort of second guessing your ability to do that and the impact it will have on your business. So I did want to address that. So that will be the final point. Alrighty. So just say this is us. Okay. Just say this is us. We're going to be moving into a period of intentionally gaining weight or we've come out of a deficit into a maintenance phase and we're seeing the scale creep up, you know, albeit slowly, but enough that we're sort of like, I guess a little bit panicking. The next six points are the points that I want you to come back to and think about. Okay. So number one, of course, it's coming back to your values and your why. Okay. So for someone who is intentionally trying to gain weight, there's highly likely going to be a reason bigger than just a pure outcome. Okay. So it's like, yes, okay. I want to get jacked. Why do you want to get jacked? What does being jacked mean to you? What does building muscle? What is getting stronger? What is improving your performance mean to you? If it's for health reasons and recovery, what does that mean to you? Who will you be? What will you think when those things happen? And how do you link those things back to your values? Because I can guarantee you, even if this on the surface, it seems maybe superficial, like I just want to get jacked, bro. Yeah, sure. But why? There's going to be a reason. Maybe it's a self-esteem thing. Maybe it's a confidence thing. Maybe it's a powerful thing. Whatever it might be, really take some time to uncover that and ask yourself why. And it's really interesting. I was reflecting on something the other day and I was like, you know what? You know what will, will help me sleep at night and give me total peace of mind is there's a goal that I want to pursue very, very long-term goal. It's like 10 to 15 year goal. And I said to myself, even after 10 to 15 years, if not, if I have not achieved that outcome, I actually won't care because the person I'm going to have to be to pursue the outcome in the first place is how I want to live my life. So it's actually not even about the outcome. It's about who is that goal asking me to be and knowing that I'm going to have to do my best to show up as her every single day for the next 10 to 15 years to achieve that goal. Just say, look, God forbid, I'm getting a bit morbid here, but year seven, I die. I will be fucking happy because I know the way I showed up and the way I lived every single day was in total alignment with how I want to live my life, with what I value and how I want my days to look. You know, I think that is an extreme, extreme privilege that I have, you know, living in Melbourne, Australia with the upbringing that I've had and, you know, my education and my experiences and the people I've networked with. I acknowledge as extremes an extreme amount of privilege that every day my my fight isn't for survival. It's to live a life that I really want to live. And that's what I'm thinking in mind. So come back to your values and your why. And I've even got a note here, like stick them somewhere so that you can reflect on them every single day, whether it's the front page of your journal, whether it's um, a sticky note on your mirror, 
whether it's a vision board, whatever it is, and I'm actually coming to a vision board soon. Um, but have a think about that, right? Have a think about that and really think about who you're being and who the goal is asking you to be. All right, number two is I bet you that there are some of you listening who are like, but what about society standards for how women should look? And what about the pressure of celebrities and reality TV and influencers? What about the patriarchy? You know, men don't love us if we're not, you know, skinny or, or whatever. And what about the shame, you know, and this is going to be real for some of you, the shame of seeing friends who don't know what you're doing, but they can see that, you know, you've gone up a few sizes or whatever. For some of you, that might induce a lot of shame. Like what if my friends think I've quote unquote, let myself go or whatever. So to that, I say, fuck the victim mindset. So whenever we attribute blame, like, oh, well, I'm pursuing a goal of being skinny because society tells me I should be and I'll get paid more if I'm skinny and blah, 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 blah. You can find examples of truly phenomenal, powerful women who have openly spoken about troubles with dieting and also their decision to totally let that go and just just be in the whatever the healthiest version of them looks like. And, you know, I am thinking as cliche as this is like someone like Oprah for many, many decades was very open about like her yo-yoing dieting journey. And from what I understand, it seems like at least in the last decade, there hasn't been any discussion about that for her. She doesn't like no fucks given. She's opted out. Right. Same with if anyone knows Brene Brown. Man, that woman is amazing. She's such a, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go far as to say idol, but definitely someone I look up to and the way she conducts herself, the way she lives her life. I think that that is extremely admirable. And she's spoken about that as well. She's spoken about insecurities being on book covers and being on um, the big TED stage, the actual TED stage, not at TEDx, but actual TED stage and just receiving nasty comments about her appearance and yes, how it did really, really upset her and impact her. And then her decision to not let that stop her being the powerful woman that she is. And she's just absolutely phenomenal. So for everyone sort of, you know, playing into the victim mindset, and I'm going to say that, and I'm going to say that because I did it too. I did it too. I just want to say, no, you can take your power back by choosing to opt out of these systems. You can choose to opt out of these systems and it doesn't need to be your reality anymore. Touching on the point with friends, because I was talking to a a friend actually today who has had significant weight loss, fat loss, and is getting into a physique competition um, in a few months and so went through an active gaining phase and she had heaps of comments from friends and family just about how, you know, maybe had she let herself go or see it was too hard to maintain her fat loss. They they obvi- they just didn't understand, of course, what she was doing, which is fair enough. Not everyone understands the physique world. I get it. Um, but they couldn't understand, like, why would you intentionally want to gain body fat? And again, it's just playing into this narrative that women can't be worthy unless they are, you know, actively trying to lose body fat or already skinny, quote unquote skinny. And it doesn't make sense to them that any woman would actually want to be trying to gain weight but 
again, what do we do? I'm, we just choose to opt out. And is it this easy? No, because you will get sniggers from people. You will get people laughing at you. They will laugh at you. They will talk rudely about you to your face, behind your back. They will actively shame you. I'm not going to try and sugarcoat any of this, that it's going to be some easy run. Um, absolutely not. But then, you know, we come back to point number one, what's important to you? In terms of your values, how do you want to show up? How do you want to live your life? And why should other people's ideas of what their life should be like um, make you stop pursuing your goals or lead you to stop pursuing your goals? I really want you to take this opportunity to take your power back. And instead of believing that you're a victim of a system, to look at all of the other examples of women who have decided to opt out and know that that is a possibility for you too. Okay, into some practical tracking markers of progress now. So set your markers for success. So whether, again, whether it's a health thing, whether it's a maintenance or whether it's a muscle growth phase, what are going to be your markers of success along the way? So this is really, really important when we're looking at the psychology of motivation. We need to have some method of tracking our progress in order to sustain motivation. And every, yeah, pretty much everyone really discounts motivation, but I'm, I just want to be the unpopular person here saying that if you do something, even when you don't feel like it, you're actually motivated, right? You're, you're motivated. You got up and did the thing, even though you didn't want to. It means you're motivated. And one of the big keys of staying motivated is being able to see our progress, being able to track it and being able to see that we are making some form of progress, or if not, being able to reflect on that. So we definitely know we haven't made progress. We can reflect, refine our strategy, and keep going. So if it's a health thing, what health markers are you working towards, and how can you track that? Is it perhaps just a time frame thing? So it's like, okay, I'm going to do this for three months, no matter what, no matter how uncomfortable it gets. Or maybe you might even set some performance numbers in the gym. I want to um, deadlift 100 kilos. I want to squat body weight. I, you know, I want to be able to do five pull-ups in a row, something like that. Set yourself some progress markers, especially trying to break them up into segments too. So maybe shorter term ones, midterm ones, longer term ones, just to give you some little signposts on the way um, of your journey. All right. The next one is follow people who are doing what you're doing. Follow women who are also actively gaining weight. Again, if it's for health reasons, follow women who are doing it for health reasons. If it's women who are they've you know had trouble with dieting all of their life and they're just wanting to chill at maintenance, follow those women. If it's women who are wanting to get jacked but maybe not compete, find those women. Or if it's women who want to get jacked and compete, find those women. Trust me. So the coolest thing with social media and social media gets a really bad rap from a lot of things. But one of the coolest things is we, we can really find our people really, really fast now. So we're not stuck thinking we're alone because trust me, if you want to achieve something, there's not even just one. There's probably thousands of people that, who want to also achieve the same goals that you do. And connecting with these women, networking, even shooting them a message and saying like, hey, you know, I actually don't have any friends doing this sort of thing. And I found your page. Um, you're really, really inspiring. I just wanted to reach out and say hi. Um, that's awesome. And you never know what friends you might meet and you never know the conversations you might have and, and just how these kinds of relationships can spur us to think differently 
about ourselves, about the world, about the goals that we're trying to achieve and really help us to level up. So I think community and networking is really, really big. Now, the next one is kind of the flip side of that is to potentially like delete any content that doesn't support you or unfollow content that doesn't support you and your goals. It's funny, I was walking past a magazine stand the other day at Woolworths, which I hadn't really done, paid attention to in, I don't know, 20 years, a very long time, not 20 years, make it 10 years, a very long time. And when I did walk past, and this is not to body shame anyone's physiques, it's just I saw the the fashion models on, on all the front covers of the magazines. And I was like, whoa, I had forgotten about that model physique type only because, I mean, I never walk past the magazines. I don't buy magazines. I actually don't consume any fashion content at all anymore. I've stopped doing that since my low buy. I just kind of forgot about it, to be honest with you. I've literally forgotten about it. Um, and all of the content I see is typically from women getting jacked. And I actually, I don't mind following bikini competitors. I, I do like that, but I really, really actually like following like women's physique and figure competitors. And uh, at least on a screen, they look huge. I was doing a live last night inside Jack Girl University. If you want to join, it's free. There will be a link in the description box. But in that, I was talking about how so often though these these women looked huge. And then when you meet them in real life with like t-shirt and tracksuit pants on, you'd never know. They're actually not that big. Um, but, you know, I follow women who are super, super jacked, yeah? And I really, I really ins- as- uh, aspire to their work ethic in the gym even though most of them will be assisted, it still means you have to work your ass off. And these kinds of women who have those really ambitious muscle growth goals work the hardest. I mean, look, I don't want to discount bikini competitors. They work hard too, but just watching the intensity of the women who work, who compete in phys- physique and figure, it's like, it's crazy. It's amazing. And it's very, very inspiring. So I, the, the sort of female physique that I'm very used to seeing now and has very much been normalized in my brain is like super, super jacked, a super jacked woman. And then, yeah, just seeing that front, the front cover of the fashion magazines again, I was like, whoa, I'd forgotten that, that like, you know, that kind of Victoria's Secret model frame is still, is, you know, I guess still being significantly pushed by mainstream media because I mean, we go back to point number two. I've really, I've just opted out of that and I don't consume it anymore. I don't buy the magazines. I don't watch the reality TV. I don't follow those influences or anything like that. I'm following basically physique and figure female competitors, right? <laughs> so just, just having a think about what are you consuming? What are the people saying of the content that you're consuming? Also just wanting to put a little caveat there that Make sure that your spidey senses let you know that people are being authentic in in what they're sharing because I have seen this before where people sort of jump into the body positivity or body acceptance space and they're authentically not there yet and and that's fine. It might be a blind spot for them and I imagine they're not meaning any harm whatsoever but just just watch the language that everyone is using because it'll be pretty transparent who actually is out of the woods uh, and who is wanting to be out of the woods but not quite out of the woods yet. Okay, and then that leads me to point number five, which is seeking out body acceptance or even just acceptance-based content. So there's acceptance-based content is really about um, any sort of thought processes that 
that highlight how important it is to accept exactly where we are with you know warts and all the good the bad and the ugly putting it out in the open everything about ourselves that we're most vulnerable vulnerable about vulnerable about putting it out there and accepting it we're human we have shades of of black is that right shades of gray i should say shades of gray you know we have good traits we have quote unquote bad traits you know shameful things about ourselves no human is perfect we all have thoughts that are maybe embarrassing right we all have quote unquote limiting beliefs we're human we slip up we make mistakes we do things we're not proud of fucking hell that's fucking fine we're humans we're humans and the sooner we can accept our humanity the sooner we can go oh okay look that's there have a bit of a laugh take the emotional charge out of the thing and go you know what i actually don't quite love that is there a way that i can progress is there a way that i can grow here is there a way that i can start to do things differently and that's okay so there's acceptance-based content. I've, I've come across a lot in just business and being an entrepreneur and growing and failing and um, all of those things. The same thing comes with the the, the you know the body uh, or our physique accepted body acceptance. I'm trying to say, at a client actually post about that the other day. A really really good post about acceptance and how acceptance doesn't mean you have to stay stuck where you are. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to you know out false affirmations that you don't really believe about yourself it's just it's very real very raw honest acceptance of the good the bad the ugly right and then finally my point to coaches so this is point number six this was something that I really struggled with when I first started my business I was just um, I had just competed and went through that significant weight gain phase if you haven't heard about it, I believe my very first episode talks about I gained I don't know like 12 kilos in eight weeks and it was really really rough time for me and it was the same time that I was trying to build my business as a face-to-face coach on the gym floor so I had this huge imposter syndrome like who am I to be coaching people when I have absolutely no control over my food and my physique and everything is a fucking mess and I was really really concerned about that really concerned about showing up on social media and just being the great coach that you know I was at that point for you know a two months in to my career and I just want to say that it's you know it's a really common struggle for both females and males to be really self-conscious about their own physiques and be really worried that they won't be able to build a successful business or get you know heaps of clients or whatever it is if they aren't shredded year-round if they aren't the typical you know fitness magazine front cover whatever and it's like it's pretty much the same as the opting out of the society standards that i spoke about before but if you think that and just keep going on your merry way like that yeah sure you won't shine you won't be showing up you'll you won't so we have to really change your belief and again find evidence of amazing coaches who are killing the game who are not shredded because they absolutely exist and it's definitely something i did so in august 2020 when we started this growth phase uh, to be honest with you by this time because i'd gone through it initially i really wasn't worried about it but i actually went into it and totally um totally owned it you know i was going into a growth phase i was really really excited about that so then i just started creating heaps more content about uh, hypertrophy and getting jacked and then what was born out of that was Jack Your University, which which is this amazing platform now, which I absolutely love and I'm so passionate about. But you might be like, well, you know, 
um, people won't people won't um, think that I know what I'm talking about or or I won't be attractive or whatever. That's not true. There are plenty of um, people looking for coaches who actually don't care about being shredded all the time and they want to get jacked or they want to build or they want to be in a growth phase or they're scared to and, and they need you to go first. They need to see that you're doing it too, that you're walking the walk. So I say, fuck all of that shit. Do what you want to do. Do what you know is going to be helpful and then talk about it because there are plenty of other people who do want to build muscle, who do want to let go of this perpetual dieting cycle and hey, you've got to move first, right? So that is the end of this episode. I really, really hope that helped. I would super appreciate if you let me know, shoot me through a message and let me know how you found this episode. I would also super appreciate if you could leave me with a review in the Apple podcast. That would be totally amazing. And then message me to let me know that you've left the review. That would be super, super cool. And please give this a share on your Instagram stories as well. As well. Really helps the podcast out. Of course, like I'm not doing any ads or anything like that on this podcast. Um, and I would absolutely super appreciate the support in getting this message out to as many women as we possibly can. So with that, I will chat to you next week.